welcome to Dark Matter Uncovered in this special podcast series. Thierry and Adrian explore the breadth of opportunities in the emerging space sector, a new key pillar of the Luxembourg economy. Dark Matter Uncovered is a Lux Unplugged production supported by Hogan Lovells, a global team advising clients on their most complex legal issues on Earth and beyond. Hi, I'm Thierry, and welcome to another Dark Matter Uncovered podcast episode. In this month's episode, I had the pleasure of talking to Professor Dr. Mahulena Hoffmann. Mahulena is holder of the SES Chair in Satellite Communications and Media Law at the University of Luxembourg. Mahulena has a vast range of experience in various research topics, and we had a very insightful conversation about all the legal aspects in space. We discussed the general space law of Luxembourg and what has changed in the space sector in Luxembourg since 2017, from her point of view. As a member of the UN Corpus, Mahulena explains to our listeners what this committee is all about and what role Luxembourg plays within this committee. As a member of the UN Corpus, Mahulena explains to our listeners what this committee is all about and what role Luxembourg plays within this committee. It is indeed a very fascinating conversation, and I hope all our listeners find this episode interesting. But now, without further ado, my conversation with Professor Dr. Mahulena Hoffmann. Mahulena, welcome to the show. Thank you. For people who don't know you, could you please introduce yourself? Mm -hmm. Thank you for inviting me for this opportunity. My name is Mahulena Hoffman or Hoffmanova. Um, I am currently professor of uh, space and telecommunication law at the University of Luxembourg. And I keep also very close ties to my alma mater in Prague in Czech Republic. Fantastic. And uh, what motivated you to study law in the first place? I was interested how the society is functioning and uh, I was uh, interested to see whether and uh, by which means the law can influence also technical developments. It was something which bothers me from the beginning of my studies. Well, your research topics included the following uh, international law, European law, space communication law, media law, Eastern European law, um, this is very diverse. What are the synergies? I think that the common denominator is uh, the regulation of technological progress. If you see all these um, areas of law, all of them are capable to regulate part of the development of technology. So in international law, it is not only the aviation law, maritime law and space law. In European law, we have many areas which are uh, influencing the our communication, the media law, it's not need to explain. And uh, in Eastern European law, I was very much interested how it develops after 1990 from the communist the state-regulated system to the system regulated mostly by the market. So obviously very, very diverse and, you know, we could speak about all these different uh, topics on many different uh, podcasts and conversations. As this podcast is specifically about space, 
what fascinated you to get involved in space law? In fact, uh, originally I wanted to become uh, a pilot. So I was interested uh, in uh, the area of aviation, also international aviation, but I was not talented for this. So I started to be interested in the regulation of aviation. And from the air law, it is a very short step to the space law. The professor who was at that time in the Charles University charged by air law. He was at the same time a professor for space law. So I started helping him. And by this, I developed uh, this very specific passion also in combination with the law of international telecommunication. And when was that approximately when you uh, wanted to be a pilot or when you changed in you know, getting involved in, uh, in space law? It was even in the time before the revolution, meaning it was in the communist times. And uh, at that time, I saw in the opportunity to fly or later in the opportunity to deal with uh, space, a possibility to leave the limited room uh, we were allowed to lift on. You know that at the communist time, there was a very limited opportunity for traveling. So we were turning to to the air, we were turning to the space. And I think it was typical not only for the uh, scholars from uh, former Czechoslovakia, there were excellent uh, aviation and space law scholars also in Hungary or in Poland. So it was something we had in common. I find it always very fascinating that, uh, you know, from, from a challenge, so obviously that was a challenging uh, time, um, that you then developed uh, an interest in space or, uh, uh, you know, becoming a pilot and then taking that as an opportunity to do something, you know, out of out of a challenge. So that's very, very interesting. Um, if I'm going to go back a little bit um, from where we are today, uh, since the 90s, you've been a member of the International Institute of Space Law. What is the mission of, of this International Institute? This institute is an international non-governmental organization. It is an association under the law of Netherlands. And it has a mission to um, network all young, older, senior uh, experts in space law in the world. Uh, it has uh, more than several hundreds uh, members. Uh, it has many young perspective uh, student members as well and uh, it organizes annual colloquia on uh, various aspects of space law the upcoming takes place only next week in paris and it also organizes uh, international we can say global moot court meaning it is a plate uh, court procedure dealing with issues uh, on space law and as we um, said before, as we know, there are many challenges in, in terms of laws when it comes to the space sector. And we hear from private space companies about these challenges. From your point of view, and since you are actively working uh, since 2017 on the proposal of general space law of Luxembourg, what has changed since 2017 
And how different are your proposals compared to other nations or maybe other continents? So since 2017, uh, Luxembourg Parliament has adopted two laws dealing especially with space. The one uh, regulates so-called space mining. So it allows the operators acting under Luxembourg jurisdiction to apply for the license to carry out activities uh, on space mining. The second law which has been adopted is so-called general space law because there are not only space mining activities in Luxembourg, there are plenty of others like uh, space communication, navigation um, and uh, launching of satellites, which also need a license. So today Luxembourg became... um, very good platform for all operators who would like to uh, work or carry out their activities from the territories of Luxembourg. Seeing globally, there are around 20 countries in the world who adopted uh, such legislation. Um, They are, um, of course, there is US, there is UK, uh, the Netherlands, Austria, France, uh, and many others to call only uh, a couple of them. Um, But uh, they are also newcomers who are working on the drafts of their respective legislations. And it is, for instance, the Republic of Poland, and um, it is Portugal, it is Brazil, and it is also India. Compared to them, uh, Luxembourg was inspired uh, mostly by the law on banking sector. It means that the conditions for the operator to be licensed under the Luxembourg law are close to those to create a bank or credit institutions in Luxembourg. So you see that the government or the state is very cautious to know who is coming to Luxembourg, what are the conditions, what are the economic conditions of the applicant, and then uh, to uh, issue the authorization. Just for your interest, uh, with the small team at the university, we just published uh, in Kluver a commentary on the space legislation of Luxembourg. So if you would be interested, you would find the commentary of all these laws and uh, all these articles in this book. In terms of the laws for uh, the space sector or in general for, for Luxembourg, and you being a member of, example, this International Institute of Space Law, um, how do space players um, in in other countries see Luxembourg as a space hub and you know are other countries uh, or even you know continents uh, trying to replicate what Luxembourg is in essence creating? I think that for many operators the advantage is having a specific law on space resources, on space mining. There are only a few uh, similar legislations. Uh, one is uh, has been uh, adopted in US, another one in United Arab Emirates, and the third one in Japan. 
And uh, for um, Europe, uh, Luxembourg is the first harbor, so to say, from the legal point of view, which can license an operator to go for space mining. For the space operator, it means that um, he or she is uh, guaranteed that uh, such activity is legal, that uh, he or she would not be punished for stealing uh, minerals in outer space when bringing them back to the Earth. And uh, uh, it is clear under which conditions uh, this uh, activity can be performed. So I think that from the perspective of legal security, uh, the Luxembourg legislation uh, uh, is a great asset. And as a member of the Luxembourg delegation to the UN, I think they call it COPUOS, so the United Nations Committee on the Peaceful Uses of Outer Space, what impact does Luxembourg have? And have there been many disputes to be resolved uh, in this committee with other members or even non-members? Yes, uh, the, this uh, body is an excellent platform for a regular exchange of views among the not only space actors, but all states interested in uh, outer space. And, uh, and as an example from uh, the recent times, this committee has created a specific group on space mining, uh, which uh, uh, now uh, created a questionnaire for its member states to find out what is their position. And uh, this is very important because, uh, at least in the beginning of the discussion of space mining, the positions were very divided. On the one hand, uh, they were uh, governments like uh, the US or Luxembourg, which have not seen any problems in allowing um, space mining activities under specific conditions. But on the other hand, there were, for instance, some uh, several Latin American countries which uh, saw in these activities a violation of some principles of uh, international law, of space law, and required that such activities are stopped until there is a specific international regime which would uh, license the operators instead of governments. And the model for such regime uh, should have served the model of uh, mining from the seabed. And uh, uh, so you see that they are complete different positions. Uh, these positions uh, were uh, very antagonistic, we could say, these positions were very diversified at the beginning. Uh, in the course of the years, um, the platform for discussion uh, appeared and uh, this working group um, uh, under the auspices of, the, of this UN committee, its legal subcommittee, is doing great job in finding out the positions of the states and preparing a document which could serve as a um, discussion document and as uh, could serve as a, um, a basis for a later consensus on in this issue. Obviously, with space mining or space resources, we are very early stages and we don't know when 
all these activities are actually going to happen. But um, do you see that uh, space law in general will become more and more complex and difficult to manage? I think that we have a very good model to um, observe and perhaps uh, not to copy but to learn from. And it is the model of the International Telecommunication Union, which deals with the problems of diverging views concerning the use of frequencies, including in outer space. And this international organization has a system of institutionalized uh, procedure how a state facing um, harmful interference from uh, another country deals with this and how it can settle uh, these technical problems. And in my view, the uh, for the future disputes, for instance, in the area of uh, space mining, can go the same rather technical way than the political one. And perhaps they will use also uh, the um, procedure which were already uh, experienced in the International Telecommunication Union. There was a whole international discussion on this issue, which was dealt with by so-called the Hague Working Group on Space Mining or on Space Resources, which adopted uh, so-called building blocks, which also tried to pre-envisage the possible or thinkable uh, disputes which can appear in uh, the course of such activities. It can be, for instance, a discussion on uh, safety zones. So are the operators in outer space allowed to use safety zones to prevent their pots where they are planning to mine, uh, f- to enter them from uh, other operators? and many other uh, possible disputes like the idea to mine from one place which is already envisaged by uh, another country. So here I think we can uh, learn a lot from these Hague building blocks and also from the experience of the International Telecommunication Union. So overall a good good template, a good base to build on, on a on a sector uh, that is growing over the next uh, decades. Um, as this podcast is about, you know, specifically the Luxembourg space sector, and since 2011, you have been a professor at the Faculty of Law, Economics and Finance uh, at the University of Luxembourg, SES Chair in Satellite um, Communications and Media Law. How have the last 10 years been since you joined uh, the university? So the university is growing and the interest also in the area of uh, space, uh, of uh, telecommunication, of cyber is growing. And uh, um, we are very happy to have an opportunity to uh, enlarge our um, program uh, at the university by, for instance, teaching uh, in uh, cyber law and policy. 
Concerning the space law, uh, when I came to Luxembourg, the interest was mostly concentrated to the communication. And you might know that uh, Luxembourg is a harbor of one of the uh, global um, satellite operators, the SES. So the interest was uh, how to deal with frequencies, how to deal with harmful interference, how to deal with the positions on the geostationary orbit. In the course of the years, this interest did not diminish, but it was enlarged by the interest in the space mining and also other space activities, except of space communication, for instance, a production in outer space. So the interest is now uh, much more diversified than it was uh, 11 years ago when I joined the university. So obviously Luxembourg, in terms of space, goes through a transition, especially in the last years, from, from the university's perspective, but also from the legal side in, in uh, the space sector. How have you experienced the growth and the acceleration of all these uh, companies and, and obviously the, the input the government wants uh, the country to have in the, in the space sector? So the government uh, um, is um, entertain, entertaining a lot of efforts to um, harbor the progressive operators, which would not bring only working force to Luxembourg, but they would boost also the interest uh, of uh, the students, uh, of uh, the schools and of the population in these very developed areas. So it is not only only um, an interest to bring uh, some economy to the country, but it is the interest to bring the knowledge, uh, the research and development, and uh, to contribute to the technological development of the country. And by the two laws, uh, which we were discussing uh, at the beginning of uh, our talk, um, the legal framework has been completed. And now every operator which comes to Luxembourg has to apply for authorization of um, her or his uh, activity and by this this activity is legal and in case of any international dispute the um, country the uh, government of Luxembourg is responsible for this activity it is uh, on the basis of a so-called outer space treaty which requires that each non-governmental activity is authorized and supervised by a given country. Uh, what initiatives are you working on at the moment? You know, what can we do to attract even more interest into the space sector in Luxembourg? So just uh, in October, we are organizing an international conference on the sustainability of space activities. They are becoming globally more and more problem because there is uh, uh, space debris uh, which are somehow hampering space activities. They are the plans to launch um, mega constellations composed of small satellites which would 
perhaps hamper the uh, astronomical observations. So the question of the sustainability of the ecological aspects of uh, space activities is becoming more and more uh, significant. So that's something uh, Luxembourg is also genuinely interested in. And uh, this conference uh, is organized uh, together by the university and the SES uh, on the 20th of October. Furthermore, Luxembourg University is involved in a program which is called Universe, and it is a project to create a European Space University. So together with the colleagues from uh, Toulouse, but also from Krakow, from Lilio and uh, Düsseldorf, the University of Luxembourg is preparing first interdisciplinary courses in uh, space activities. Uh, Our university and faculty is responsible for the course dealing with satellite communication. And uh, we are working on a preparation of the complete uh, European Space Masters, which will be also organized together with the colleagues of several European universities. And anyone who is interested uh, in finding out more information, I assume they go on the University of Luxembourg website and they can find all the information they need? Absolutely. That's the best way. And uh, uh, they can also feel free to contact us, um, the chair in space, uh, satellite communication and media law is uh, um, networked uh, very well and uh, we are also communicating with our uh, forthcoming students. I haven't told you that we have a specific master in uh, space communication and media law, which is also open globally. So it could be also interesting for the students who would like to follow uh, this legal specialization. Very interesting uh, for everyone who who wants to get involved and uh, study at the University of Luxembourg. Uh, Before we uh, finish this uh, very insightful conversation on the podcast, a question that we always like to ask... And, um, and it goes uh, similar to, you know, you've been in Luxembourg for, for a while. What do you like about Luxembourg? And if you could, what would you change? So I very much like the openness uh, of Luxembourg towards uh, foreigners, towards uh, people from other countries. And uh, I also very much um, like the multilingualism. Uh, it is a very important part also of uh, our university life. And uh, I would confess I wouldn't change anything on this. Well, on that positive note, Mahulena, thank you very much for your time to talk to me about your journey so far and, of course, about uh, all these exciting things about uh, the space sector in Luxembourg. Many thanks. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Have a nice day. That was Dark Matter Uncovered, your special series dedicated to the Luxembourg space industry and beyond. Subscribe to our Lux Unplugged podcast feed to continue receiving future episodes either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.